0: Well, I was doing a little research for my sermon or looking around to see if I could find something interesting to include in it. On the Internet, you know, looking for an interesting little factoid or something, and I was looking for the ways that water acts. And what I ran into in some combination of search words that I can't seem to duplicate was a string of listings about people asking if watermelon watermelon acts like viagra (laughs) before you run out and try to find out the answer to that it seems that the answer is no but that it does maybe affect people's libido. Anyway, I was, the Internet, like water, can sometimes go to lower places. <laughs> but not humans, right? Um, I was delighted, of course, with the brief rain we had that blessed my yard earlier this week. But I knew it was coming even though there was not a cloud in the sky and the ants, I mean, and, and and it was over 100 degrees because I had remarked several days ahead of time that rain must be coming because it was the only explanation I could come up with for the fact that in my yard, ants had dug a trench that looked like someone had drug a... a sharp stick through dirt, you know, so that it piles dirt up on both sides of the groove. They had dug this trench and built (laughs) levees on both sides of it. I mean, ants travel all over my yard, and they don't usually build levees. They knew enough about rain. Well, not only did they know enough about nature to know that it was going to rain, but they knew enough about rain to know how to build that so that the rain worked for them. I went out there the next day, or after the rain, and the raindrops had formed a roof with that dirt. The tunnel was still there. the ants were moving through it, but somehow, not it wasn't a solid roof, but the places that the, the water had hit it had formed a roof over their tunnel. I'm, I, that was impressive to me. <laughs> now, I just have to think that their little building skills and miniature highways are things that we knew a lot more about just as people. You know, not engineers that have degrees and stuff, but just when we were more closely connected with the land. And I would have to think that every instrument that we put between us and the land Somehow removes us from that natural knowing that we developed over time, just like I'm sure ants did. And while our technology measures things far more accurately than we probably could with our natural knowingness, I think we've lost something in the distance. Water takes the shape of whatever container it's in, right? We have a whole lot to do with what our containers are. The things that we let set our boundaries and set our limits determine the shape of our lives. Like water, a single drop may put a roof over an ant highway, but it won't affect, have much effect on uh, the concrete we build roads with. But given enough water, a highway can be uprooted in a heartbeat. There are a lot of things that we need to do alone. There are a lot of things that we need to learn about ourselves, our own private Atlantic and Pacific oceans. But there are also things about ourselves that we can't know without being in relationship, and there are things that we can't do without community. Let us be intentional in the shaping of our lives. Let us remember the lessons of the softness and gentleness of water that still wears away rocks, wears mountains down to nothing. It doesn't have to strive. It just has to be water and act like water acts. And we have a nature in us that is our own, that gives us comfort when we find it. And the closer we stay in touch with that natural part of ourselves, the more comfortable we'll be in our containers. Hmm? I want to get away from the metaphor a little bit. Um, I mentioned very briefly in the water communion that water is a rare thing. Clean, drinkable water is a rare thing. The UN estimates that within the next 50 years, that one and a half billion, and it's with a B, billion people that don't have access to clean drinking water will double to 3 billion people. Freedom doesn't mean much without life. You can't have life without water. Freedom is tangled up with water all over this world. Education doesn't mean much if there's not water, and education is tangled up with water all over this world. 443 million school days are missed each year. I don't know how. Did you know there were that many days in a year? Because of water-related illness, 443 million school days are missed because of water-related illness. At any given time, half of the hospital beds in the world are filled because of water-related illness. And it's not likely to get better unless there are strong champions. Our city, our parish, our state is needing strong champions. And I'm thinking we're a good choice. The people that stand to benefit by things staying the way they are are not going to let things change easily. And it would not be an easy fight. I know many of you are already engaged in numerous activities. But as a group, do you think we can take on one more? I'd like you to really give it some thought. I'm not sure of the date, but at the next, um, I was I was told that at the next Broadmoor Neighborhood Association meeting, there's going to be a panel of people talking about water in our area. It'd be a good place to start our education. So if you hear about it, let's go, huh? From Siddhartha, by Herman Hess. The many-voiced song of the river echoed softly. Siddhartha looked into the river and saw many pictures in the flowing water. The river's voice was sorrowful. It sang with yearning and sadness, flowing towards its goal. Siddhartha was now listening intently to this song of a thousand voices. Then the great song of a thousand voices consisted of one word, Aum, perfection. From that hour, Siddhartha ceased to fight against his destiny. Thoreau wrote, who hears the rippling of rivers will not utterly despair of anything. May we also listen to the river's songs that guide us and guide our way.